We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Monday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio. We're going to spend an hour and 15 minutes recapping the U.S.'s dominant Ryder Cup victory yesterday at Whistling Straits as they um, – sorry, I'm kidding. Oh, Miss Alabama week. Bengals Saturday. got another win. Bengals had a win. Je- uh, Fields played. I mean, a lot of stuff going on other than Ole Miss Jamar Alabama Chase is a win. bad man. He is. Jamar Chase is a bad man. So, obviously, we'll spend a lot of college football time today. Ole Miss getting through their bye week, and now it is Alabama week to uh, – Really interesting games in the SEC, Ole Miss, Bama, Georgia, Arkansas this uh, this weekend. We'll look at some lines. We'll give some early thoughts on those. Really been doing that for a week, but what the hell, it's finally game week. As uh, that and much more on the show, a show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Running a uh, little giveaway every week. So if you follow the Oxford Exxon on Twitter, you uh, head on over to the Blue Sky location here in Oxford. Take a selfie. Put it on Twitter. Tag Blue Sky or hashtag Blue Sky Rebels. You're automatically entered into a contest to win a um, old, official, authentic Ole Miss football helmet. They're going to do it every week of the football season moving forward. So take advantage of that. Again, head to the Blue Sky, take a selfie, selfie, hashtag Blue Sky Rebels, and you will be entered to win there for that uh, that helmet each week. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is up to you. Uh, you can shop that quote around, of course, or you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Uh, guest will join us this week on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford be a great place to hang out this weekend if you're not going to Tuscaloosa. Uh, looking for a place before the game, during the game, after the game to enjoy a burger, po' boy, great appetizers. Um, if you just want to uh, have a beer, they got a great selection, you want a full bar, you might after that game Saturday, who knows, one way or the other. Uh, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford would be a perfect place for that. And there's also Rafters in New Albany and Rafters on the Water at Sardis. 
So I spent a lot of time in front of screens over the course of the weekend, the bye week, get a few things around the house, but watched a ton of golf, watched a lot of football. How did you sort of manage keeping up with things considering you were at a soccer tournament for like 47 hours of the 48? So we drove to uh, Ridgeland on Friday. We got there late. I actually went to bed early because we had to get up early. I got him up at 6. We had to be at the uh, at the fields by 7 because he had a game at 8. So he had a game at 8. Um, they lost that game. It was pretty physical. It was an interesting – I was glad my wife wasn't there and that I was because I handled the stuff. Um, anyway, we got back to the hotel and – he took a shower and all that and um, turned on a little bit of the 11. I actually watched because I've been making fun of game day. I wanted to say, you know, I'm going to give game day a shot, see if I'm missing something. Mm-hmm. And so while he was showering and stuff, I pulled out my laptop, started working on 10 thoughts a little bit and turned on game day. And I stand by everything that I said a week ago. It's, it's later years, Mike and Mike – on the webcast where it's just background stuff. Yeah. There's nothing overly compelling. It's just there. That's what it is. I mean, I don't want to, because one day I hope I get to be an old man. Yeah, sure. Okay. One day I hope I get to be a really old man. That'll be great. It means that I didn't die yet. Mm -hmm. But Corso's done. Yes. It's sad at this point. It's really sad. And Herb Street, clearly cares about Lee Corso, the man, and is spending a lot of his energy trying to sort of protect him. Yeah. That's the show. They do some sob stories. They do some happy stories. I did like, and I I, I just wrote about this on the message board a little bit, fans are going to have to start accepting that this 11 a.m. game is huge for TV. Yeah, it's actually, it's the number two time slot in the SEC group of time slots, and it's it's an old way of thinking because there's still so many people that go, oh, God, 11.30's JP, that's yes. Jefferson Pilot, that's Lincoln Financial, yes. whatever the hell we call that for years and years and years, and or Raycom. It's, it's no longer the case. It's 2.30 CBS, that's number one, and now that'll obviously be ESPN at some point whenever they take over. And then they go 11 a.m., and then they go 6.30, 5, 8, whatever the hell it is they're doing at night with their different things. And then they fill in all the SEC network slots because that 11 a.m. game is straight out of game day. It gets all those people and goes, hey, right here on this channel, stay with us, and here's whomever Do you remember? You probably don't remember this because you were too young. I've told this story. When I was a kid, one of the things I used to love was the NFL Today. Okay. On sure. CBS. Yeah, Brent yeah, Musburger yeah. and Jimmy the Greek and yeah, yeah, yeah. Irv Cross and all those guys. Yeah. Phyllis George. And they would start the show with Brent Musburger going, you are looking live at Soldier Field in Chicago. And then they'd, you're looking live at RFK Stadium in Washington, D.C. And you're looking live at the Meadowlands. And, well, on game day, they're able to do that. And, frankly, on Saturday, they got bailed out a little bit by having – the Notre Dame-Wisconsin pregame behind them. They could show the different shots of the guys warming up and stuff like that. And quite frankly, it's the only thing that salvaged the broadcast. So they're doing it again this week in Athens. And frankly, if I'm them, if I'm the hand-raised guy for game day, I'm like, hey, these 11 a.m. games where we're here, this is not a bad deal for us. And I get why fans don't like it. I totally get it. I get why media loves it. 
but from a TV standpoint. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, by the end of the day on Saturday, we were so tired. He actually fell asleep before 10. Getting Carson to go to sleep before 10 is usually requires a, a, an act of Congress. Like Kentucky, Florida was on, but I was checked out a little bit mentally. Kentucky, South Carolina? Yeah, whatever. Kentucky, yeah. South Carolina. Florida, Tennessee. Yeah, same. I, I didn't really watch either game. I knew they were on, but I was doing his laundry, and I was getting him fed. I had to go get him food, et cetera. But my point was those games, to me, felt less big mm-hmm. than the 11 a.m. games. LSU-Mississippi State felt bigger than Florida-Tennessee because of the time slot. And I get why it's an hour early. And in an ideal world, I think you would follow the NFL TV schedule, noon, 325, 7.15. But there's too many games. Yeah, of course. And so you can't do it that way, so you need that extra hour built into the day. So I get why fans complain about it, but this whole – this isn't me picking on fans or you picking on fans, but when fans go, 11 a.m. sucks, that means they don't like us. No, it doesn't. It actually means they like you more. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they're throwing Auburn LSU at 8 o'clock this week, but it's because there are so many games. And also they get Tiger Stadium you get and the that. whole deal. And, and so and if that, you have yeah, some yeah. sort of a night thing, like the Penn State whiteout looks better at night than it does at 11 a.m. Uh. Well, I mean, I'll tell you, my TV watching, because I was, I was really into State and LSU. I was curious by that game. It ended up being a, a fun game, not a well-played game, but a fun game. It was it was like your March Madness game, but in 60-58 on a buzzer beater, and you go, hey, that was fun. It was It's a sucky game, but it was fun. I actually um, went back and watched some of that. Yeah. And I've got some thoughts. Yeah. We'll get go there. ahead. Uh, Arkansas A&M, watched a good bit of that. And I kind of I just had golf on a second screen all day. I was just kind of watching the Ryder Cup. It was playing out. But my point being, by the time I got to the night games, it's I was sort of TV'd out. I was yeah. sort of tired from all of it. I'd watched a couple other games. I watched the end of West Virginia and Oklahoma rooting for West Virginia. Sure. Just praying for a Mountaineer win for the hell of it. Um, I watched a little bit of Kentucky and South Carolina. Kind of echoed kind of your thoughts there a little bit. I, I was... I've been really impressed with Shane Beamer's ability to get his team to play. Now, they suck, but um, also Kentucky is just very okay. They're better than than maybe the old Kentucky, but they're not ready for some huge step. Uh, but my point being, I watched a couple of those games, and that was kind of it. After that, it was like, all right, I'm, 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 I'm out. There was no night game that made it overly compelling for me as the, as the night went on. And I have a hunch. I mean, obviously, we'll be working. But even if we were not working and doing the show during that time period – with when you have Georgia, Arkansas, and you have Ole Miss, Alabama, unless those two games are crazy blowouts and something unexpected, I'm going to kind of be beyond it a little bit for LSU, Auburn, and go, ah, eh, whatever. Sure. Um, I mean, they will have to they will have to pin me in a little bit at that point. I feel like. Yeah, we'll talk about the games a little bit, but yeah, from a TV standpoint, you've got a very compelling 11 a.m. game, a very compelling 2:30 game, and by the night. <coughs> I mean, you're, what you're counting on is Auburn LSU being drunk. But it's two very flawed football teams. Yeah. I, well, you, so you're counting on yeah. all the, the aesthetics yeah. to kind of get you through it. Like the ultimate, hey, be college football. Yeah. like Do college football things. Even the 5 o'clock game, Florida-Kentucky is kind of interesting. Yeah. Not as interesting as I thought it would be. Because I don't yeah. think Kentucky's as good as I Kentucky's thought. Kentucky's just a worse version of Florida, but sure. Yeah. But – 
I don't know. I mean, the 11 a.m. game's a big slide. I, I, I'm expecting TV news today for next weekend. Yeah. You don't think they'll six-day it? I, mean, I guess they could. If I'm going to six-day it, this seems as good of a week as any. Yeah, and they might do Just it. Just in case. If I'm them, I'm, and I know they try to, I'm saving my six-day as long as I can, but this might be the time to use it. They don't like to use I mean, it early. Get, they get one. Is that really it? Yeah. If I'm them, I I think I know Arkansas is not beating Georgia. The only way that Arkansas Ole Miss is a prime time game, let's be real for a minute. If they both win. Is if they both win. And if you're betting on it from a TV standpoint, take your fandom out, that's not a great bet. Right. Arkansas is not beating Georgia. They're just not. And Ole Miss can beat Alabama, and some people think they will beat Alabama, but Alabama doesn't lose much in Tuscaloosa. Mm -hmm. And so if you're the TV planning people, betting on that is kind of shaky. Sure. And so Ole Miss and Arkansas both coming off of a loss, it's not your 230 game. Now, someone said CBS has a doubleheader next week where they have a 230 CBS game and then a 7 CBS game. Sure. I know that Alabama, Texas A&M, A&M's been told for a long time that game's a CBS game. Whatever time that I, I know that game. to be a fact. Okay. Now, could they change it? Sure. You have three really interesting games from TV slots next week. You have the two we're talking about, and you have Georgia and Auburn. Yeah. Those are the three games that, that, that have some TV impact. And Auburn, despite the fact that they're not very good, and they fired their wide receivers coach on Sunday – they are undefeated. No, they, they're one loss. They're one loss. They threw team. up hell of hellacious numbers though against Penn State from a TV rating standpoint. They did. Up there. Yeah, they did, and they they, they get eye, eyeballs. Yeah, and your normal viewer in the Midwest is not going to go. You know what? Georgia State really should have beaten Auburn, so we're not going to mm-hmm. watch that game on they, Saturday it, night. Just your casual fan doesn't think like that. Yeah, they see three and one, four and one, yeah. the Auburn uniforms, and go, sure, sounds great. I'm sure CBS would love to know that Auburn beat LSU. Auburn beat LSU. I think that would make it simple for them. Yeah, one loss Auburn against undefeated Georgia is easy. We'll look at some lines and talk about the games from the past weekend kind of as we go through the lines like we usually do. But we've got a few minutes for the the, the first break. You wrote about this in 10 Thoughts. And expectations are funny things. I mean, Ole Miss, you, you said it before we started the show, the Ole Miss fan base seems freaked out, nervous, and paranoid right now above all else. Um, opportunity makes things more nervous. Being competitive, frankly – there's never been a more college football start to a college football season where everyone is flawed and you're just trying to get through games because there's no way to predict what the hell is going to happen in this college football season sure. in any way. Um, it, style points are, frankly, meaningless. I mean, Iowa, frankly, could have lost to Colorado State on Saturday. I mean, it, it's it, – it, it, But is, we this, didn't. This is dumb. But we didn't. You did not. We no, held no, on. No. You didn't cover, but you held on. Um, point being, yeah. you're just trying to get through each week whatever the hell that looks like for each team, everybody's flawed. A win would be monumental considering what everybody else on the schedule looks like, frankly. However, this is a process. This is still a build. And if you lose in Tuscaloosa on Saturday, that doesn't mean the season's over. That doesn't mean that huge goals are not still possible for this season and then obviously moving forward, for God's sake. It doesn't mean Matt Corral doesn't get to play quarterback anymore this season. I mean, it just take a breath. I, I do think as we play therapist, and I think you said where you're going to, not trying to steal your thunder, is that 
enjoy this a little bit, guys. As, as we play therapist for you this week and after the game, win or lose or whatever that looks yeah. like, Ole Miss was dead and buried in one of the laughing stocks of college football 24 months ago, give or take. Less than that. Yeah. 22 months ago. Chill out. Things are good. You're ranked 11th or 12th in the country, depending on what poll you would like to be. They pop, frankly could be higher than that. Everything's looking fine. Everything's on an upside. You're a good SEC college football team, so take the week, enjoy the week, yeah. and whether you win 42 to 35 or get beat 52 to 7 on Saturday, wake up on Sunday and go, "Hey, you need to beat Arkansas, get to 5 and 1 and play LSU." If they lose 52 to 7, you're on your own Saturday post game. I'm just You're I'm, done. I'm, you're, I'm, you're, done. You're, I, you're, I, <laughs> I'm not going there. I, I, Phone lines are open. Oh go. my god. <laughs> Yeah, that's where that's where you'll have to pay a therapy fee to get in, in into the call. Yeah, we'll have a therapist on the call. Call somebody and go, "Hey, you want, you want some billable hours?" No, uh, but you're right. I mean, look, 22 months ago, Ole Miss was the that on that Thanksgiving night. By the end of the weekend, they had other people to share their misery. But on that Thanksgiving night, they were the laughing stock of college football. They scored a touchdown to set up an extra point, and the wide receiver that scored the touchdown in that moment decided to taunt Mississippi State, got a penalty, the kid missed the extra point, and they lost the game. Wasn't that long ago. We had a pandemic that makes people think that everything yeah, was a like decade. Yeah, it was like 14 years ago. But it was less than two years ago. And look where you are today. You're, what are they, 12th in the country? Yeah, 11th or 12th, depending on the poll. So your you're top 12 team probably should be ranked higher than that. You're playing at Alabama. There was a day not so long ago when Ole Miss would be a 32-point dog. You're a 14-point dog, and frankly, that number feels high. You're relevant. It's a proof-of-concept game a little bit, but you frankly have proved your concept. You scored 40-something on them last year. Um, yeah, I guess that's my point. is No matter what happens, it doesn't change trajectory. It doesn't change the, the system or the plan or anything on those lines. It's just an opportunity. And you would have killed for an opportunity two years ago. Killed for it. Yeah, and, and then the other thing that's going on is this thing about who's stealing spotlight and stuff. Look, if Ole Miss beats Alabama on Saturday, I don't care what happens in Athens or anywhere else. Yeah. You'll be the lead story. Yeah. If Ole Miss beats Alabama in Tuscaloosa, and I Lane's don't... Lane's the first assistant to beat Saban and yeah, all that I stuff. I don't care if... if Arkansas wins by four touchdowns, and they won't. But if Arkansas wins by four touchdowns in Athens. And you'll wake up like the number four team in the country. Yeah, it won't Sunday. matter. And, and, and rankings, Lane Kiffin, this is not me, Lane Kiffin said, and he's exactly right, in college football, the only ranking that matters is the last one. So who cares? The whole, well, we'll have to share the cover of Sports Illustrated. There is no cover of Sports Illustrated anymore. What does that even mean? Relax. So what? Yeah. I mean, frankly, being honest here, if you're an Ole Miss fan, and most of you here are, if you beat Alabama and you could control the other things that happened, you would absolutely want Arkansas to beat Georgia. It would certainly enhance your ability to get to the playoff. I mean, the only, no, the only reason you wouldn't is because you want every East team to beat every West team from a West race. Sure, standpoint. but yeah. you get a shot at Arkansas at home. Yeah, sure. So from a moving up, 
Yeah. Building up some margin. Hey, go win two games. You wake up in 14 days in the catbird seat. Look yeah, margin for error at that point would be pretty big. You'd have yeah. some room. And so if the goal is to get to the playoff, beating Alabama makes it where you can lose a game down the stretch and still make the playoff. Yeah. You lose to Alabama to make the playoff. You have to be perfect. Yeah. So just a little, uh, little thing there. Just calm down. Let's enjoy the week. We got a little, got, got a long way until uh, Saturday at two thirty. Not kickoffs. Not tomorrow. So it's gonna, it's gonna be a week. Everybody, take a breath. Have some water. Fill out tequila. Whatever, whatever. A gummy or two, if that's what you. Yeah. What you. I think the gummies take. is what I might recommend. I think the gummy is. The and I've never done it, but I've been told, and from what I've heard, that, that's the move here. It's, um, I mean, I, I think during the week, yeah, yeah. just a going to be okay. Maybe the glass and the gummy. It's it's if the goal and I think it was the realistic goal was to be 5 and 1 at the turn. Frankly, you're in great shape, Ole Miss to get there. Mhm. You've got 3. You get a I still think it's a quasi-free shot. I know people disagree, and I even disagreed with myself to some degree. But you get Arkansas at home coming off two physical, emotional games, and then you go to Tennessee, and they're just not very good. Before LSU comes to town. Yeah. And so if you'd offered Ole Miss before the year, hey, 5-1 and one at the turn when LSU comes to town, are you in? Right. Yes, in. Yeah. It's, it's like the people that are doing the thing about Arkansas. They're playing with house money for a little while now. Yeah. I mean, if you'd offered any Arkansas fan, hey, you can be four and two on October sixteenth when Auburn comes to town. Done. Four and two. Yeah. Wait, four. Like not two and four. Four and two. Yeah, four and two. Done. Yeah. Sign up. Sign me up. Because that means you'd have gotten two of the four: Ole Miss, Texas, Texas A and M, and Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Done. Yeah. Well, they. I mean, it means it would have meant that you absolutely beat at least one of the Texas teams. Yeah. And in that scenario, probably Ole Miss. Well, now they they beat Texas. They beat Texas A and M. They're playing with free money. Yeah. Until their next game, where there's like something riding on it, realistically, Auburn. is Auburn on October 16th. Yeah. Then they get Pine Bluff and a weekend off and Mississippi State. I mean, they can go for a run right then. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Seto County, and Chattanooga. Underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you're in local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662 234 2704 or JLOWE at communitymtg.com. We're also brought to you by Walk-On's Sports Bistro. They put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, quality fresh ingredients you can't help but crave. The uh, opening is today, 720 Highland Colony Parkway in Ridgeland. Uh, the people at um, Walk-On's were kind enough to invite Carson and I over on Saturday for their soft open. It's a fantastic location. A lot, tons of TV screens, great lighting. The food was great. The um, service was absolutely excellent. So if you are in the Jackson area this week, head over to 720 Highland Colony Parkway in Ridgeland. If you are looking for employment, it's not a be a great people, great group to work for. Uh, stop by the restaurant, try to join their team today. Walk on Sports Bistro, more than a restaurant. Like to op- uh, welcome a new uh, sponsor to the show, brought to you by BroThrow. It's a social sports betting network. It's free to use. I was introduced to BroThrow recently. It's a really cool, fun way to bet. There's no third party, so there's no juice to lose. Over time, that saves you money. You can start your own group. You can make friends and invite your friends. 
Payment happens within 24 hours of the conclusion of your bet, which is always good. You can take the uh, other side of an existing bet, start a new bet, and more. You have to sign up and you have to be approved. So go to bet.brothrow.com backslash MPW. Again, bet.brothrow, B-R-O-T-H-R-O-W.com backslash MPW to uh, get signed up today. We're also brought to you by Muddy Water Camo. Enter the promo code Rebel Grove. Get a 35% discount on any products from the site. Free shipping on orders of $100 or more. They've got lots of new products on the site now. They've got the new Muddy Water Lady Camo Apparel. apparel. They've got um, the uh, Tri-Zone Heated Vest and Jackets. It's going to start getting cool here soon. So go to MuddyWaterOutdoors.com. Enter the promo code Rebel Grove. While you're there... While you got the promo code all ready to go, use it at DeadSoxy, DeadSoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com. Enter that at checkout for 25% off your entire order of the best socks you'll ever put on your feet, including the um, Mississippi-themed socks that you can see just by clicking the Mississippi State icon there. Not the university, the state of Mississippi icon at DeadSoxy.com. Speaking of Arkansas, that game... uh, I guess, what, about 12 days away now? If you want to uh, be tailgating for that one, you should. They've got uh, single-game packages. You can still sign up for the rest of the season at 7southtailgating.com, 662-321-1682. Podcast is brought to you by Johnston Hill Creamery. <clears throat> They're off Molly Bar here in Oxford. Stop in. We talked about the catering, talked about the ability to deliver right to the Grove. You can still do that. Any other different options, they will deliver right there to your spot. 24 hours notice, 662-401-419, sorry, 9201-419-9201. Or email cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com. Charcuterie plays, artisanal cheese trays, desserts, sandwiches, and much more there. Instead of uh, pepper jelly, spiced honey, a lot of different options there. So stop in, give it a, give it a look. Plenty of great things for uh, for gifts and much more. Again, Johnston Hill Creamery dot com for the uh the current menu so lines let's see looking at that and we'll talk about kind of games as we go through from last week as well here um i haven't looked to see what all you've put on the docket so you can tell me if something outside the sec is on the i've list. got all the sec games i've got iowa maryland and uh cincy notre dame iowa maryland is a friday game yep that is uh it's in college park and Iowa is a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against the uh, the Turtles. I'm a little nervous about it. Are you really? Yep. Maryland playing okay? Maryland's unbeaten. Are they? Yeah. Good for them. Uh, it's – Tungle Lowe is still there? Mm-hmm. Is he the quarterback? Yep. Okay. I've watched no Maryland this season. I haven't either. Okay. Well, they, they, why? They're in their conference. They are in my conference. but They I don't, don't really count in the conference. Not really. It's kind of like Missouri going, I haven't watched some SEC football today. Yeah. And you go, no, yeah. that yeah. doesn't really – that doesn't <laughs> – uh, BYU Utah State actually could be a decent fun game as the nightcap on Friday night. Hartwell's boys playing pretty good ball. They are seven and a half point underdogs at home against uh, against BYU. Oh. And the Cougars on uh, on Saturday. So BYU traveling to uh, Utah State. Where's that at? What town is that in? Utah State is in uh, uh, Logan. Logan. Okay. Saturday, eleven o'clock, as we mentioned. Arkansas at Georgia. It opened at 18 and a half, and it's sitting at 18 right now on this one. So uh, the hogs and the dogs. My 18. initial inclination is to lay them. 
Arkansas played incredibly well. We'll get to A&M in a minute. Um, but here's what Arkansas does, Chase. Yeah, this is everyone gets hung up on on stories. They get hung up on what Jefferson can do, what he can't do. They get hung up on Pittman and his personality. And the national media was like, oh, this is a terrible hire. And it turns out it was probably a really good hire because he fits so well. And the kids play for him and all of that. They're really good up front. Offensive line is very good. Their defensive line, they can get pressure with three. 55, I can't think of his name. Williams, I think, is a stud. A&M had a hard time blocking him. That was one of the big problems. Everyone goes, Calzada sucks, Calzada sucks, Calzada sucks. And don't get me wrong, he does kind of suck. But most quarterbacks suck under pressure. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady wasn't great last night because there was a lot of pressure on him. LA's good, by the way. The Rams are very good. But it's what Arkansas does well, is that they're very good rushing three. Well, if you can get pressure with three, do the math. Now you have eight in coverage. Their linebackers are pretty fast. And Odom's a very good defensive coordinator. That all plays in together. Offensively, I just don't think they have enough. Yeah, There's still a bad version of Georgia, which is the problem for them here, is that Georgia is by and far the best defense in the country. They are incredible. Yes. Um, it's almost like. So. Yeah. Yeah. They're the best defense money can buy. Yep. Um, how Arkansas scores is beyond me. I have no freaking idea. So. They'll have to hit some trick plays. I don't know that that works They're not just them. lining up and going 80 very often. Um, the one thing Arkansas does do that I think is going to make Georgia play fairly honest is that. If Burks can play, and he, he left the game and didn't come back, yeah. you you do have to account for him. Yeah, you got a, you, you got a home run threat out there. And and they'll they'll do it. And while Jefferson is not a particularly accurate passer, he does throw the deep ball. His deep ball's not bad. Yeah, and so you have to respect it. You can't yeah. do like what since well, – not since – who did the Bears play yesterday? The Browns. You can't do what the Browns did against Justin Fields going, you're not going to pass it, and we know you're not going to pass it, so here we come. Mm-hmm. That won't work. Because they, they do have backs. And, look, they're a good team. I mean, everybody's doing this thing about, well, Texas is overrated. Well, they they haven't looked bad other than that game. Everybody goes, well, Texas A&M, turns out they suck. I hate when people do that. How do we, how, we don't know. Texas A&M's got a pretty good defense. They got a quarterback issue. Spiller is the best back in the, country, in, the in the league. He's good, yeah. I mean, he's a stud. So, I don't know. I mean – I think Arkansas is emerging as a team that's got a chance to be a 9-3 and three team. And, again, if you're that fan base, and two years ago when Chad Morris got fired in November after you lost to whoever the hell it was, yeah. everyone. Yeah, he went 0-16 in the league. If you had said, hey, guess what? You're going to start – you're going to go 9-3 in 2021. You just said, sign me up. It's kind of where it appears that they're kind of headed is that general range. Yeah. Because defense doesn't typically take a day off. No. This is the hardest matchup for them this season. Uh, for sure. And it's Well, gonna, it, these two games are bad matchups for them. Yeah. So, Arkansas-Georgia, 18.5 is where that one's at. Uh, the game that no one will watch at 11 a.m., including Mark and the thread. Tennessee is in Columbia, Missouri on uh, Saturday at 11 a.m. Missouri is a minus three favorite there at home against the Volunteers. I actually think Tennessee has a shot here. Yeah, I I watched more Missouri-Boston College than I care to admit at 11 a.m. on Saturday. Missouri and, can't – okay, so we talked about Arkansas a minute ago, yeah. so let's turn to Missouri. Uh-huh. They can't stop the run. No. 
So you you can't get off the damn field. The quarterback's fine. He's fine. He's he's okay. Yeah. There's worse quarterbacks in the league. He's probably a little, and this is very relative, he's probably a little overrated because of how we jumped on him last year. For sure. But he's fine. Yeah, he's yeah. not hurting them. No, 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 he's all right. They, they lost on Saturday not because of him. No. They can't get off the field. Boston College stayed on the field forever with a backup quarterback. Yeah. Because they didn't have to well, run it. I mean, you give up, what, they give up 300 yards of run, rushing I mean, offense? I mean, something like that. I, don't hold me to that. I, yeah, whatever. whatever. I was not focused on I was watching Boston soccer. College. Um, well, frankly, I got in the car after Boston College had scored to take the lead, and we had one of those just revolving college football shows on, and they said Missouri tied it. I'm like, holy hell, what did he kick a 60-yarder? And I was about right. Give that kid credit. Made a 50, what are you, 56-yarder to send his team to overtime? Yeah. I mean, you did your part. Um, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't think they can stop anybody. We get hung up on stuff. It's still a game played at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, Tennessee has a chance there. Both teams are bad, average, whatever you want to call it, Missouri. But it, it's 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 winnable for the Vols. I thought the little bit that I saw, I thought Tennessee was respectable against Florida. I think Florida's good. I think that's what we're going to find out as the season goes on is that the Gators have a pretty good team. <clears throat> I don't think they can beat Georgia, but they very well could go 10-2. Yeah. without. Uh, Frankly, I'm not sure anyone can beat Georgia. They might be the best team in the country. If they do anything offensively. Yeah. If JT Daniels is what everybody tries to make JT Daniels, this thing would be over. Yeah. I mean, 13 points wins a game for them. Yeah. Uh, Texas and TCU, God help you. It's minus four and a half. Texas on the road in Fort Worth. TCU lost to SMU over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, and Patterson's getting salty. Yeah. He always has had the ability to get salty yeah. if anything kind of. Kind of, kind of goes weird. Texas made a QB change after that Arkansas game, and they appear to be playing better. Yeah. Um, North Carolina minus 18 against Cutcliffe and Duke. Carolina losing to Georgia Tech over the weekend. That thing's over for Mac Brown for the season. Done. Um, Done. Let's see. Minnesota and Purdue. Minnesota with a bomb losing uh, to Bowling Green over the weekend. They were uh, a 31-point favorite. Lost. Help us all. PJ Fleck. Hey, son, you had a chance to get out. Yeah. Get out. Minnesota is not the job you stay for when you have a chance to do anything Mm-mm. else. Nope. Nope. There needed to be a hand-raised guy in his room. But I think he's a guy who surrounds himself with inferior people, like another coach. Yeah, like another coach that I'm aware of. That also had a bad week. That had a bad week. And uh, when you do that, it comes back to bite you. Look at – I mean, okay. Yeah. Who's the big stories nationally right now? It's Kiffin, Mm -hmm. Pittman. What do they have in common? Great coaching staffs. Yeah. They're not afraid to hire people who are really good. Yeah. Lebby, Durkin, Browles, and Odom are the coordinators yeah. of those two teams. I mean, this thing's not The two a, biggest resurgences in the country. Nick Saban, over the years, has never been afraid to hire good coaches. In fact, he insists on hiring good coaches. Yeah. Nick Saban brought Lane Kiffin in. Then he brought Steve Sarkeesian in. Then yeah. he brought Bill O'Brien in. That tells you a little something about Nick Saban. Yeah. Frankly, we could use that in government these days. Let me go down the list from back when it's very beginning. I mean, yeah, it's just coach after coach after coach after coach. I mean. That's what Kiffin does well, one of the many things he does well. And you have to give Pittman credit for that. When people go, well, Pittman, he, you know, once he, once he loses his coordinators. Okay, yeah, but that's the point is to hire people that will eventually be hired away, and then you replace them with the next people. Yeah, yeah, your margin of error might be higher, but that is the point to hire the coordinators. 
I mean, if you bomb on some coordinator hires, yeah, you're going to suck. But yeah. it is what it is. It's the way it works. Uh, Michigan and Wisconsin, whatever. Wisconsin, uh, open is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. It's down to a pick now um, in Madison against the uh, the Wolverines. Wisconsin just internally combusted against Notre Dame on Saturday. Notre Dame's fine. They're even decent, but ugh. Notre Dame's a very well-coached team. They are. Uh, Wisconsin, though, just blah. That was terrible. Their quarterback play is abysmal. Uh, Louisville... I like them on the road here. They've played pretty well outside of Ole Miss. They uh, they're getting seven against Wake Forest on Saturday. Ooh, yeah. Now they lost that linebacker for the year. Did they? Yeah, he's yeah. gone. Yeah, the Demon Deeks minus seven at home against uh, against Louisville. Uh, Georgia State coming off their near win of Auburn. They are a home dog to App State by ten on Saturday. So what happened with that? Because so we get you were asking at the beginning yeah. about my day. So we get. We leave Brandon after their second game. They played a team from West Monroe and just beat the hell out of them. Yeah. We got in the car. We're heading back. It was as the A&M Arkansas game is ending. We're both laughing at the family text chain, which is hilarious because three people who never once cared about football ever, ever, ever are suddenly just blowing up our phones about football. And so we're, we're searching and we get locked in on Clemson NC state on the radio. And we get back to the hotel in time to look at the bar. And at the bar, they had the Clemson-NC State game on. And Carson's like, let's get upstairs so we can see it. And I said, okay. But on one of the screens, Georgia Tech was leading Auburn by five. So we go upstairs. We find Clemson-NC State. We watch the overtime. Mm -hmm. NC State wins. And then we saw that Auburn had won by like ten points. How the hell that happened? Well, they – Okay, so and grind, cover your ears. Um, the reason why it's a story is that Auburn very likely won a game because of officiating for the third time in a year in less than a year. Um, you can say these things even out, but at some point, um, they drove ninety nine yards. Was on this Carlos's crew, by the way? I think so. I'm not one hundred percent. Grind can tell me. I'm sure he's been immersed in it. But um, I read a quick AL dot com story on it. But that was that was it. Other than seeing the play. So Auburn drives 99 yards to go to win the game on the basically the final possession. They scored with like 10 seconds left or something. Okay. But they completed a pass that got them in range that hit the ground. They called it complete, went to review, called it complete again off review. Was it a fourth down? I don't remember what down it was. Grind can tell me, but it completely changed the complexion of the game. It was like a 19-yard catch to get them inside the 10 or right around the 10 with one – one shot to go essentially um yeah it 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 clearly won the game you can say that oh it was called this on the field and it was kind of close but he kind of alligator armed it and you can see that the ball goes through his arms touches the ground and he grabs it as the ground is is there um yeah grind says won't cover my ears i like being loved by the refs and yes it was curl's crew um it it was the third time that they won a game in a year I don't yeah. know how that guy stays employed. Yeah. But I mean, it, more on the replay official. It, live, I'll even give him a break. Live, okay, sure. it's a bang-bang play. But they had a second. It was, it was third down, so it would have been fourth and whatever. Um, On the second replay angle, though, from behind, I mean, you can see he's doing this, and the ball goes through. The nose hits the ground as he grabs it, and they, they keep it a, a catch on. And review. that's where the conspiracy stuff comes from. When the replay doesn't get it right. Yeah. That's where the conspiracies yeah. get going where you're like, so someone protected Auburn? Yeah. 
Because I'm not, I'm not judging the guy on the field on a bang bang no, no. athletes doing no, all kinds yeah, of stuff. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, fourth down. I mean, you you really should see the play. Auburn's running for their lives. Looks like the game's over, and he throws the ball in the end zone, and it's caught for a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, it, it was skin of teeth. That Georgia State running back had a day. Fullback. Sorry, they ran a fullback, and he had a day. That probably should alarm people. Because there's some teams on the schedule that can run the football. Well, they fired the wide receivers coach, so, I mean, that's all, all's well. That's not a great look, is it? Four games into the first season and you already need a scapegoat? Yeah, Grind, what's the reasoning? What, 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 was the, what was the change for? I'll let you tell us because I haven't been focused on this. Clemson, by the way, just not very talented on offense. No, we can bad. We can do a lot of the, oh, gosh, they're whatever. No, they're not very talented. It's quarterback play. Yes, and they're not very good at the line of scrimmage. Uh, I do love the no apologies. You're actually making me laugh, Ron. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, not your fault. Ned. It's almost kind of like a Tim Corbin thing. Well, I mean, hell, I don't know. What do you mean to do? Yeah. I mean, you, mean, yeah. you mean to tell him it was incomplete? Like, what do you, what do you mean to do about it? So, I don't know. Whatever. Um, Remember that commercial where the little boy, uh, they, they he, he got, he touched the, they, they were like about, it was some. It was one of those PSAs. It was like you know, be a good person, pass it on. Yeah. And the little boy tipped the ball as it was going out of bounds, yeah, and they called yeah. it the on ba- the other yeah, kid. Yeah, he yeah, goes yeah, back yeah. and tells the official, "You're like, no, son, no. We benefit from the call. Let's win the game. Yeah. You will not be blamed for this yeah. tomorrow. Hey, no, coach, I touched it. I touched it. Well, I'm gonna tell you what, bud. If he makes this bucket right here, <laughs> it's the last damn thing you're gonna touch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. We'll continue in a second. First, I'll tell you about Northeast Spark, N E S P A R C, the Ignite Internet Package, 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world class broadband, N E Spark.com, 662 238 3159. Phone service, parental controls, network security, a wireless mesh extender, and much more. So call the office for details and get the best internet. In the Oxford area again, 662-238-3159. If you guys never listen to another ad, just based on what I'm sensing this week, listen to this one. Gamechangerpatch.com. <laughs> Many of you, you really need to go to gamechangerpatch.com. Because if Monday is any indication of what Saturday is going to be like, you're going to need it. Go to gamechangerpatch.com. Just order a bunch of stuff. Enter Rebel Grove 20 at checkout for 25% off your purchase. If you're looking specifically for what to order, you want to get the two-patch system, you're going to need the warm-up patch before or while you drink. Frankly, some of you need to drink. And the overtime patch is what you're going to stick on your upper thigh or your shoulder or whatever, whatever makes you happy, to recover while you sleep late Saturday so that you wake up Sunday it's not going to be quite as bad as it would have been. Might not be bad at all. Mm-hmm. So go to gamechangerpatch.com. That's not. I feel like that's a PSA today. That's fine. I mean, gamechangerpatch.com, Rebel Grove 20 at checkout, 20% off your entire purchase. Do it today. You'll have it in time for Saturday. You're going to need it. ACS also, uh, ACS also sponsors the show, Automation and Control Systems, LLC. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. 
They can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much more. ACSLLCMS.com or 662-601-4381. Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate is uh, based out of Jackson, Mississippi. They service the entire state in all commercial asset classes such as retail, office, industrial, and land. Sam and BB are Ole Miss grads. They pride themselves on hard work and maximizing value for their clients. This week's property spotlight is on the Medical Parkway in Flowood, Mississippi. It's 94 acres situated around the newly opened Sheraton Hotel and Conference Center there in Flowood. It's an excellent opportunity for hospital, medical office, professional office, and retail users to position themselves in one of the most vibrant sub-markets in Mississippi. So give Sam and BB a call. 601-586-3220 to learn more about the Medical Parkway. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best-fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Raw denim jeans, custom fit, hand-tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi. One size fits one at bluedeltajeans.com. Go to the site, go to their virtual tailor, and you can be measured and design your newest jeans in just a couple of minutes. Uh, it's bluedeltajeans.com, promo code REBELGROVE at checkout. One word, all lowercase, Rebel Grove, 10% off your entire purchase. We're also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry in Oxford. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford has been serving the Oxford area for more than 73 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. We'll have hand-raised guys on Thursday night. We'll watch the uh, Mighty Mighty Bengals against the Jags with you guys and talk college football and more. It's brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer at 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, 662-429-4429. Podcast also brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Go to the events page, see everything going on locally this week and every week. Next week, when Auburn, or sorry, Arkansas has the town for SEC football, tunes around town back on Friday night, five to seven, double decker bus tours, and much more. So to uh, find out everything going on here locally, again, visit OxfordMS.com slash events. Uh, let's see. Yeah, very much an Auburn family, not a Harson firing there in, in the live stream. Uh, now games real quick. USC giving six and a half to Colorado. Talk about a pillow flight fight as Oregon State hammered uh, the Trojans in the Coliseum on uh, on Saturday night late when everybody kind of going to bed. It was a it was a rough one there for uh, for SC. Colorado still has not thrown for like a hundred yards in a game or whatever. They're they're awful offensively, just pathetic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Coastal Carolina will drill Louisiana Monroe, 34 on that line this weekend. Notre Dame, uh, sorry, this is a lot of movement Who won the here. ULM-Troy game, by the way? ULM. Really? Yeah, like 10, like 34, 24 or something. Rhett like Rodriguez got hurt bad. Did he? He's in ICU with a lung really? injury. Really? Oh, I didn't yeah. see that. Um, Notre Dame opened as a one-and-a-half point favorite against Cincinnati. That has been all been bet to Cincinnati minus two-and-a-half. Yeah, I've got it at Cincy minus three. Okay. Yeah, it opened the other way at one and a half. Well, Notre Dame's quarterback situation probably problematic right now. Well, look, they scored 31 points in the fourth quarter against Wisconsin. They had like 60 yards. It was all stuff. It wasn't like they blew them out down the line of scrimmage over and over and over again. 
Uh, let's see. Troy is speaking of is at South Carolina. Considering what ULM just did to them, this is a really small line. I actually, you, you wrote it. I said it earlier. Beamer has done a pretty good job here in year one, just kind of keeping them afloat. Uh, South Carolina only minus seven against Troy this week in Columbia. It opened at eight and a half. Now it's seven. Yeah, I've got it at seven and a half. But yeah. um, confusion abound here on this Ole Miss Alabama line. I, I'm pretty sure what has happened is. 20 was the line that it opened for in the summer. So that technically is the open, even though it's not the game week open. Um, Vegas, in a couple of the sport books that came out with the new game week lines, um, had it at 16 and a half, but it got bet to 14 and a half. I mean, within like three minutes. It went yeah. from 16 and a half to 14 and a half. It's pretty much stabilized there. So I've got Element Ole Miss at 14 and a half across the board. So it met moment. resistance at 14. Yes, that was it. Went it was twenty in the preseason. It went to seventeen on DraftKings last week. Yeah, it went to sixteen and a half at a Vegas Open yesterday, and then went to fourteen and a half. I mean, literally within five minutes. Hmm. So fourteen and a half, fourteen somewhere in there is kind of where this thing is is, is sitting right now. Um, yeah, and that I mean that that doesn't shock me. It was kind of in the margin of what we were talking about over the course of the week. I mean, it's Alabama. They don't lose a lot of home games. Mm-hmm. Very, very few. Obviously, we're going to talk a ton about it over the course of the week. What's your initial thought on 14? I've got it at 14 for our picks. 14? I'd love the 14 and a half. Um, It feels like Ole Miss stays within two, but I'll tell you. I mean, I feel like... I feel like Florida playing Alabama is so close, even though it was 21 to 7 there at one point. Alabama's still Alabama. Like, I... in. I feel like we're in bizarro world a little bit, and I don't think this is just we cover Ole Miss. I think it's just in general. I think the college football world, because the college football world is searching for parity so much right now, and Lane Kiffin's so popular and all these things, I almost feel like Alabama's a little underrated right now, very relative to yeah. the situation. Now, they have some flaws, but what worries you a little bit if you're Ole Miss is that they've done a pretty good job against wide receivers. Alabama can't cover a tight end to save its freaking life. Ole Miss doesn't have one. Not right now. So what does that mean? Now, do they try to do some backfield stuff? Do they move Drummond into close to the line of scrimmage? I mean, we'll look at that as the, over, as the week goes on. But their biggest flaw defensively is not something that Ole Miss, unless they scheme to it, has been doing offensively. So I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm just inside the number. But at the moment, I'm picking Alabama to win the football game. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to decide how close I think it might be. Yeah. Can Ole Miss get it into the fourth quarter? In if a you would close like game? to uh, put some money line on things, you can. Uh, because here's where you find out what Vegas really thinks. So money line right now, the best. Uh, oh, this thing has been changed a lot too. Not very good actually. It opened crazy big. You could have gotten Ole Miss all the way up at like some 700s and 800s at one point. Oh, wow. Um, now, though, however, the best Alabama line, if you'd like to bet on Bama, is minus 600. you got to bet 600 to win 100. So they don't want anything to do with that. They don't okay. want you messing with that. Yeah. And then Ole Miss, they're only giving you plus 475. I mean, it's good. It's really, really good. But it's not crazy, for considering where that line opened at least. So, uh Ole Miss, if you'd like to bet 100 on the Rebels, you would win 475 should they win the football game. So, where we got it right now. That's interesting. Yeah. Yes, there's a lot of talk about uh, Drummond. I don't know what the word on Hudson Wolf is. I, I mean, it just took him forever to kind of get well. And he was limited in camp. And, I mean, it's only late, it's still late September right now. I, I've, last I've heard, he's coming along. And maybe they're – I have no doubts 
let me say this. I, I, I believe this to my very core. They have saved some things for this oh, game. Oh, 100%. No it's doubt. It's been pretty vanilla to this they, point. They knew they were going to win these first three games. Yeah. They privately knew they were going to beat Louisville. Yeah, he was not even a little worried about Louisville. Here, here's the proof of the Louisville thing. If Lane Kiffin had been worried about Louisville, he would not have said a word about his symptoms. Yeah. They opened with Alabama. And been like, He'd have yeah. been like, hey, just give me some flonase here. Yeah. Um, they knew they would beat Austin P. obviously, and I think they knew they were going to roll over Tulane. So they're saving some things. There's talk about using Drummond in the slot. I buy it. You mean closer to the line of closer scrimmage. to the line of scrimmage and putting Ely in the slot. Well, we saw a lot of that during the during the practices. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the game where Snoop Connor gets a lot of carries. Mm-hmm. You know, to try to soften him up a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. It's going to come down to this. Really, you have to take. And Alabama's been focused on its running game the last couple of weeks. You've got to be able to slow that running game of them. Otherwise, they're going to wear you down and get you out of that set that you want to run. Mm-hmm. That's the chess match. Can they force you to take a defensive back off the field and bring in another lineman, bring yeah. in another linebacker, where all of a sudden they can take advantage of some of the things that have been able to do? And uh, Ole Miss has benefited a lot from being able to play six DBs because they've got a bunch of good ones. Yeah. Uh, Florida State's 0-4. They're giving 5 to Syracuse at home in Tallahassee this weekend. Uh, let's see. Think he gets fired this year? Do they, do they abandon the ship? Other dude. Oh, I mean, they're paying a lot of people. I mean, do they abandon ship, though, at this point? Or do you ride it another year? He can't stay if they go literally like 2-10 and 10 or something. I think he has to win like four games to keep his he might keep it at four. So he's got a really unhappy roster. And they've got, Everybody's they've, pissed. It's a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma giving 10.5 at Kansas State. Um, Tulane giving 3.5 at East Carolina. Hot take real quick. Yeah, sure. Oklahoma's average. Oh, they're very average. Rattler's not been very good. Ole Miss would beat Oklahoma. Yeah, R- Rattler has been very average. You know, let's do this. How many teams in the SEC West today would beat Oklahoma? Alabama would beat them. Ole Miss would beat them. Auburn right. Auburn would play with them for sure. A&M would play with them for sure. I think Arkansas would beat them because I think they'd stop Rattler. And and Oklahoma's defense well, is kind of I would soft. actually give Arkansas the nod over A&M. Um, LSU would have a real shot. They would. They'd have a real shot. They would. And State would play with them. It, it would be a close game. State's inability to do anything but throw close short passes is just. But defensively, yeah. they're okay. They're okay, and their secondary is kind of good. Yeah, uh, I mean, I would tell you, w- welcome to the SEC West, boys. When you get here, <laughs> you you better get better on the lines of scrimmage. This finesse, I almost said a bad word. This finesse stuff won't work. No. Uh, all right. Rolling through for anything of any consequence. Florida and Kentucky, that's in Lexington. Florida opened at seven and a half. They're now at eight. Florida yeah, I've got eight. it at eight and a half. Um, I'll probably lay in those. Kentucky just has done nothing to gain my interest over the last few days. They Credit to the boys, though, in Lexington. They covered. They were favored by five and a half, and they won by six yeah. on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, had to squeak it out. We all but, had – well, three of us had bad weeks, and it would have been even worse if, yeah. if Kentucky had not covered – uh, NC State, fresh off their win over Clemson. They get La Tech at home, 19-and-a-half on that one. That's a big weekend. win for our boy Dave. It was. Dave Dorn beating Clemson. 
I mean, well, they had that stinker in Starkville, and otherwise yeah. they've played okay. Yeah, they have. they're going to do the same damn thing they do every year. NC State's going to go eight and four and go to the belt and bowl. go to the belt bowl. That's what they That's did. who they are. Yeah. Uh, Iowa State. Ugh, they lose over the weekend. Um, they're thirty-three point favorites against Kansas, though they'll pull that one out. Yeah. A and M in College Station. I think Matt Campbell's going. You know, State. I maybe should have left. Even him. Yes. Minus nine on this one. Aggies in start. Well, look, A&M does not suck. A&M has a quarterback problem. Yes. However, tell what else they have. They have a proof of concept issue. If, if, you're, if the goal with A&M is to just be a really good football team, they're a really damn good football team. What it has showed me, though, is they're nowhere close to actually challenging. That left tackle yeah. had nightmares Saturday night. Yeah. That cat went to bed. 55 for Arkansas. He, he was like the way I dream about snakes and wake up screaming. Mm-hmm. He was waking up screaming about that guy. They have a, they've got a problem. Yes, Duke Mayo Bowl. I apologize. It's no longer the Bowl Bowl. I stand corrected. Um, they, they, they can't protect up front. Mississippi State's okay up front on defense. Yeah. It's got a chance to stay inside the number because Calzada's – a&M is again overrated. They continue to be the A&M that we all know and love that does stupid things and loses games throughout the This year. is Jimbo, too, right? This kid's got a cannon for an arm. Have you seen yeah. the kid throw? Yeah. I mean, the ball's electric. Throw. And I get it was his first game, and I get they had the injury, but Colorado has gotten the hell beat out of them in the last two weeks. Oh, yeah. The hell beat out of them. And they were very fortunate to win that game. Yeah. They, they, Frankly, I think Texas is better than Texas A&M right now. Yeah, A&M – Completely overrated relative to actually competing for a national title this season. But as good as they are on defense, this is a wasted opportunity. They are really good on that sure. side of the ball. They fly around. They're pretty. Uh, they're 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 pretty disciplined. Their concept is strong. Mm-hmm. Elko's a very good coach. He is. And this is a wasted opportunity for them. Don't make make no mistake about it. It's it's a it's a it's a problematic sign in College Station given what they're attempting to do or trying to do. Um, frankly, Jimbo looks a little old for the first time. His offense is yeah. decrepit. I mean, there's yeah. stuff there. Well, I mean, Odom Odom beat Jimbo mm-hmm. on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, lost in all the KJ stuff was that A&M got the one big run by Spiller, which was almost all Spiller. Yeah. And other than that, they didn't do jack against yeah. that defense. Yeah. UAB opening their new home stadium that's really sharp in uh, in Birmingham oh, against it's so nice against Liberty this week one and a half point favorites for the Blazers against the Flames Blazers and Flames uh, Liberty coming off that loss to Syracuse on that so can we stop the Liberty week. crap now can we quit are we done now I mean I want to quit I've wanted to quit for okay. a long time and everybody does this oh God Liberty 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 no. And Willis is a fine quarterback he's good he's going to play in the NFL. But nobody else on that team is. No. And he's not the number one pick in the draft or something. Hell no. Uh, Boston College is at Clemson. I just want the under. I don't care what the under is, but I want the under um, in the in the in the Eagles and the Tigers. Yeah. This line's too big because neither team can score. Sixteen. Clemson's got to score sixteen points first. Where's the game? In Clemson. Oh, well, it might not be a advantage for them now. Yeah, I mean I. God help us all, UConn's at Vanderbilt on Saturday. Is it bad that Vanderbilt's giving 14 points and I'm almost inclined to lay them? It's at 14 and a half now. UConn is. Vanderbilt 
until a final push had fewer yards than Georgia had points on Saturday. Did you see this running thing on Twitter? Yeah. Carson, At one point, it was 62-56 Georgia. Carson got obsessed with the Vanderbilt game Saturday yeah. for some reason. And he kept giving me these obscure stats from that game because he thought it was so funny. Well, it was. It, 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 was, it was the worst I've ever heard of an SEC team getting beat. I, I know mean, the it, answer to this. So the question is somewhat rhetorical. Sure. But Why? Why are they still in the league? 77 yards of total offense. Only 54 through the first three quarters. Why are they still in the league? Because they get a really big check. Yeah, but why is the league not going, hey, you at least have to try? It's hard to kick a team out of the league. But couldn't the league call them and go, you have to try? We're giving you a lot of money. What are you doing with it? Yeah, you have to try. How many Georgia fans were at the game? Someone told me that they thought the Vanderbilt crowd was like 6,000 people. Oh, really? That it was 30-something thousand Georgia fans. I mean, it was 35 to nothing in the first quarter. First quarter. Turkey says baseball is why, and I know he's laughing because he puts an LOL, but it's not that. No. It's not that. This is not a slap at baseball, but decisions are not made at this level based on college baseball. They're made based on football. Yeah. 99% football. Yeah. 1% basketball. If that. Football is the absolute decision king here. By itself. By itself. Yeah. But they don't try, Chase. The stadium's decrepit. They've had opportunities. They could have partnered with that um, FC Nashville. The soccer team. SC or whatever it's called. Yeah. I went to one of their games. It was actually kind of entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um they they could have done that. They chose not to. They don't want to spend any real money. I think it's just as simple as, well, everybody in the league goes, hey, it's a fun weekend in Nashville and your team's going to win. Everybody likes Nashville. Every league needs a crap team. Fun place to go and spend a weekend, one. yeah. No, seriously. I mean, every te- every league needs the week where you go, Phew. Yeah. But you would like for them to at least try. There are internal disadvantages, well, so they're still the going to suck. Well, so here's the problem. If I'm at ESPN, honestly, if I'm at Disney, oh, I'm like, hey, yeah. you make us televise their damn games. I know we have to because of the contract. How the, we, we had to put them on ESPN, too. We would like at least a handful of eyeballs. Yeah. That game was over. Well, it was over before it started, but it mm-hmm. was over within four minutes. It was. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Indiana getting 11 from Penn State in Happy Valley on Saturday. Um, Auburn and LSU. Opened at LSU minus three and a half, and it's still sitting at LSU minus three and a half. Yep. That's where we got it at. Yeah. So I watched some of LSU. I went back, like I told you, I watched as much as I could on replay. Mm-hmm. LSU's, to Ed's credit, they've fixed a few things. They're okay. They have fixed a few things. They have clearly done some coaching over the last couple of weeks. Um, they're pretty athletic on defense. Their scheme's not very solid, I don't think. State's offense is is it's outdated is the word you're looking for, by the way. It's mm-hmm. outdated. Yeah, sure. It's been scouted. I thought Ed's comments that they went back and watched a bunch of Arkansas tape from a year ago, saw what Arkansas did against Mississippi State, and kind of implemented a lot of that. They rushed three and dropped eight. Kept everything in front of them. Rodgers rolls up numbers, but he – they're not explosive. It's constant third and six. It's constant. And there was so much, six. hey, we're going to put three in here. We're going to tell you, run. 
and they will not run. Nope, because Leach is the smartest man in the room. Yeah, they don't run. And if you don't believe him, ask him. He's the smartest man in the room, and he's going to, by God, by God, run that air raid, even when they take the air raid away from you. If I'm one of their receivers by the end of this year, I'm like, and every SEC team outside Vanderbilt can just run and tackle you. And that's the end of it. Well, and you start over getting, and over. You're going to get hit hard as one of their receivers. And if Rodgers, he's asked to throw the ball about 60 times. And so if he makes a couple of throws behind a receiver, he's going to get somebody hurt. No, that's a good point, Grant. State did have success running the ball. They they run it fairly well when they run it. They just refuse to stick with it. They won't stay with it. They yeah. won't get you out of it. Because nope, I'm it's 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 him. I'm going to be the smartest guy. I'm going to show you my system works in this league, even though that system doesn't work in that league. Uh, and everybody goes, well, they're going to upset somebody. Okay, great. But what's the, what does that mean for you? Yeah. It means you go seven and five instead of six and six. So you go to the Birmingham Bowl instead of not going anywhere, or you go to the Duke Mayo Bowl. whatever the hell bowl instead of the Birmingham Bowl. I don't know. Yeah. So what? Auburn is not one in Baton Rouge. It's ninety nine, as we're aware of. Um, but anyway. All right, Grant says anybody in the chat ever been to Death Valley? Any pro tips you can give me? If so, yeah, I got some pro tips for your trip to LSU. Okay. Be nice. Yep. If you're nice, they'll be pretty nice to you. Yeah. And you can cheer. There's no issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Don't – if you win, Get it's going to be at 1130 when you walk out of that stadium. Shut up and go to your Shut car. up. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Unless you want a fight. And frankly, walk around and enjoy it. It's fun. It's a walk cool place. Around. Yeah. Go yeah. see Mike the Tiger's lair. Yeah. That's cool. All through their tailgate areas, all over, not really an area, but just all over campus. I mean, they have, I think, the best pregame in the country. Yeah, be in your seat for pregame. Uh, it's cool. It's fun. It's a fun place to go to a game. They'll they'll absolutely entertain you and bring. They'll you to take the, you in. They'll give you food. They'll give you food. They'll you give you food. Yeah, the whole deal. Just, but if you win, don't be an idiot. Because they will be trashed by the end. Yeah, it's the drunkest stadium in the league. I get the fans that go, no, 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 I'm going to support. I, I don't hate the neutral color thought, though. It doesn't hurt to wear neutral colors into that place. Yeah. Just, yeah. I get it, but. I get it. Just heads want, up on that one. You want to go all in, all orange? Yeah. I've been there five or six times. Let's, let's, let's. Yeah. Maybe wear the white shirt. Yeah. Pair of jeans. Mm-hmm. Just, just be cool. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Nick's Tan and Associates for all your real estate needs here in the Oxford area. Nickstanoxford.com, the sponsors of my weekly 321 football content item. Even though it was a bye week, we'll have that up here in a day or so. And you can uh, go to the website. You can click on it through the content item or on my message board signature. Again, nickstanoxford.com. They've got gallery view, map view, talk with agents, and much more. I've used them multiple times. You should give them a shot as well so again that's 662-281-1200 or nickstanoxford.com sounds like it could be a um, pretty eventful week in recruiting we'll have a lot of recruiting coverage over the course of the week and then we'll talk about it sometime late in the week on uh, the soft verbal that's brought to you by the college corner it's your one-stop rebel shop two locations in the jackson area it's next to fleet feet in ridgeland it's next to half next to flowwood in Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Whether you're tailgating in Oxford or home gating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day. The largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. Uh, we're also brought to you by Pinnacle. We'll have a Mind on My Money up later this week that's brought to you by Pinnacle. 
To learn more, go to mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, wealth.com. Brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. He's part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows John to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits, simply not available to other travelers. Get in touch with him. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. And let him give you options. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. We're brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes, 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. They've got offices in Ridgeland, Canton, Jackson, and Oxford. And service specialists has been connecting candidates and employers since 1967. They're the oldest staffing company in Mississippi. Whether you're a new college grad or a seasoned professional, whether you're in engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, human resources, or more, get in touch with service specialists. If you're a recent grad without much experience, service specialists can help you. They're always looking for candidates that have potential and want to learn and get their foot in the door with growth opportunities. They always know about jobs that never get advertised. So if you're a prospective employer, you probably should reach out to them as well. Make sure they know about your job, even if you're advertising it elsewhere. If you're looking to hire quality talent for your company, service specialist has names and resumes ready for your perusal. If you're thinking about looking for a new job, looking to relocate to Mississippi, Get in touch with service specialists. No referral fees for those searching for a job either. You've got nothing to lose. It's 662-832-5138 or servicespecialistltd.com. Brought to you by Alpha Specialties, located at 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi. They're your trailer-specific professional. If you want to haul it, they can call it at Alpha. It's the premium trailer dealership in Mississippi. They've got load trail, Hallmark cargo trailers, they can do uh, work with third parties to have game day trailers, concession trailers built, spare tires and wheels, trailer parts, a trailer repair, everything there at Alpha, 601-932-9798 or alphaofms.com. Podcast also brought to you by G&M Pharmacy and Tyson Drugs. G&M, they're on South Lamar and Oxford. Tyson Drugs on the square in Holly Springs, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area and they offer medicine. Fill your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you, whether it's one delivery or one trip to the pharmacy. Get everything you need when you need it and made easy there with G&M. Again, 662-236-2222. So uh, Ole Miss moves up in the uh, in the polls this week, number 12 in the AP, number 11 in the coaches poll. Arkansas, obviously, the, uh, the big jumper there. Uh, catapulting above the Rebels after uh, the win over A&M. From an Ole Miss standpoint, looking around, they've got one vote at number eight, two votes at number nine, uh, several votes at 10, several votes at 11. Robbie Falk had them at 10. The Mississippi voter Cecil Hurt has them at 11. And then uh, a ton at 12, a few at 13, three at 14, two at 15, one at 16, two at, two at 18, and one at 19 there um, closing out the polls. Win on Saturday, you'll get first place votes. Yeah, you'll go. You'll skyrocket. Yeah, way up. The way Arkansas did. If you lose a close game, they're not going to drop you. It won't drop much at all. Yeah. 
It's a free shot from ranking standpoint. Yeah, sure. Whatever that means. Yeah, look, they win the football game. They'll be in the top five when they wake up on Sunday. That's what will happen. So, um, I can up real quick. The uh, the poll: Alabama with fifty eight of sixty two first place votes. Georgia at number four uh, gets four first place votes. Oregon, Penn State, Iowa rounding out the top five. Oklahoma, so it's six. There's been I'm, nothing about no. Oklahoma that looks six. It's by God, if you win, you do not fall, no matter what it looks it's like. It's lazy. Cincinnati at seven, Arkansas up to eight, Notre Dame nine, Florida at ten, Florida's too low at ten. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State, Ole Miss, BYU, Michigan, A&M, they fall to 15. Coastal at 16, Michigan State at 17. Uh, Fresno at 18, Oklahoma State at 19, UCLA at 20. And then Baylor, Auburn, NC State, Wake Forest, and Clemson. Why is Clemson still ranked? What the hell have they done? Clemson. Two and two. Two and two. Somebody still has Clemson at 14. Yeah, no, that's... 14. 34 voters have them not ranked. Who has them at 14? Uh, Ben Portnoy, Columbia, South Carolina. Oh. So he answered that question. He has Clemson one spot below Ole Miss. He has Ole Miss at 13. He has Coastal at 15, too. Um... I don't see any other crazy outliers there. He only dropped A&M to eight, which is also their highest vote. Cecil Hurt dropped A&M all the way out of the top 25. I would have thought about it. Yeah. I dropped him into the 20s, I think. In He's the only one, one of any poll voter to do that. So, seen him, Cecil. Who usually, Cecil watches a lot of college football. Yeah, um, tons. Yeah. He has, that is his only real outlier. Yes, Texas back in at twenty five, Auburn at twenty four. Well, I did, you know, I do mine every week, and I actually do try to put a little thought into it. When you get into the late twenties, it's tough. I mean, you're just kind of searching for teams. Yeah. Doors Rule wants to know, Chase, what's your reasoning for thinking Alabama will win, other than them being Alabama? Um, I think they're going to score a lot of points. I still think they have more depth. Um, I think defensively. I want to see how Ole Miss attacks their linebackers because other than Toto, I feel like that's the weakest group for Alabama. And now maybe that's a heyday for Drummond and those guys across the middle of the field. I think that's very possible. But, look, Ole Miss has not run the ball inside very well still. I still worry about Ole Miss getting bogged down inside the 10, inside the 5, if they can't throw it in the end zone. I've seen nothing to show that they can just power the football in the end zone. It's by far their best defensive test, even though Alabama's not the Alabama that we that we know. Um, and how big of a deal is this? I don't know. It's not that he can't do it, but it's still Corral's first real road environment since the late stages of the 2019 Egg Bowl. So there's a lot of stuff there. I mean, how much better is the defense? It's better. It's in the top 60, but it's Alabama. They're going to score a lot of points. It's it's. Look, Saban doesn't lose these games. He's been looking at Ole Miss for two weeks, too. Sure. He wasn't focused on Will last week. No. Um, Ole Miss can very much win, but if I had to put a money somewhere, I would put Alabama to win a fairly close game. I just don't know how close I'm saying right now. Corral throws how many times? Ooh. I mean, Ole Miss would like to run about 80 plays. Okay. Uh, 35. Anything more than that feels too much. Too much. Yeah. Something like that. That's kind of what I think. There was a COVID year. There was no... He started at Arkansas, but there was no crowd. I mean, it wasn't 100% anywhere. 
Yeah, he played at Arkansas. Yeah, he last at, year is completely out from a crowd standpoint. Yeah, it won't be anything count. like what they'll run into Saturday. Yeah, no, he play, he's played at Memphis, and he's played against Mississippi State there at the end during the comeback. Those are his road games of any consequence to this point. So, yeah, I mean, you can't – I'm not saying Bama's great, but, I mean, I'd say I – th- that's, that's kind of my point earlier. It's why I was like, oh, you can't say they're, un- they're overrated or they're underrated – there's still a very quality football team. It, it's there's it, a there's, there's a what there is. It's funny because there's a perception that the national media protects Alabama. Mm-hmm. The national media is cheering for Alabama to lose Saturday. Oh, they love. Trust the me. Yeah, they want out. There's there's that's where the underrated parts coming. Yeah, people are searching for their flaws, and they have some this year. Yeah, they do. But in doing so, they're skipping over the fact that they still have a ton of strengths. Look. I'd like to see Sam Williamson snaps. What does he do? Can he get to Bryce Young a couple times? Can they rattle the freshman? I mean, Bryce Young has looked susceptible too here. I mean, yeah. oh, look, Ole Miss has the better quarterback. They have the better offense. Alabama has the better defense. Alabama has home field. Alabama has a ton of proof of concept. I, I, it's it's early. I mean, I haven't even. I thought about doing my picks this morning to go ahead and get them over with, and I still felt like I wasn't ready for it yet. But my in my head, it was forty eight, forty one, something like that. It's kind of what I had in my head. Um, it's a lot of points. It's a big number. Um, what the is over the, under is seventy six and a half. Seventy six. So they're expecting Alabama to score forty two. Um, Odd Shark had it fifty two thirty three, I believe. That would be. I would dread the post game show from the defense giving up fifty two points. Frankly, and, the, and we'll just get beat by twenty. Period. Yeah. So. I don't think they give up fifty two. I think they have to hold them into the thirties to win. Mm-hmm. I think if you told Lane Kiffin that. You hold Alabama to 34. I think he'd go, I think we can do it. But I think if you hold Alabama to 44, well, now you're asking yeah. a ton. No, I agree with that completely. So, we'll see. Um, I, I, I want to see how Ole Miss exploits the middle of the football field. They've done a really good job about that in their first three games, but I think that's the key here is they try to figure this out. Um, yeah, to me, it comes down to defense. It's always yeah. come down to defense. It's going to be about defense. Can you get off the field? Mm-hmm. Can you get Alabama out of its plan? The way to beat Alabama is to get ahead of Alabama. Yeah. Get them out of their running game a little bit. Get them frustrated. Get their fans pensive. Change the atmosphere inside that stadium. To Florida's credit, and frankly, they deserve an absolute ton of credit. Typically, when Alabama gets ahead twenty-one to three, it's over. It's a mauling. You're you're in for the worst part of it. I want to see what can happen if Ole Miss can get score, get a stop, score, get a ten nothing lead. See if you can get them to do what Texas A and M did the other day, which is you know what we can't run Spiller anymore. We got to throw it. We got to go play action. We got to do this. See if you can make the kid make a mistake. He's a very talented quarterback. But he's very young, and this is his first SEC game as a starter. Second as a starter. He played against Florida. Yeah. Frankly, he was the reason they beat Florida. Yeah. So you want to see if you can mess him up, if you can get him out. But you've got to get them off the field. And if you're Alabama, what you want to do is you want to run clock. You want to keep Matt Corral on the sideline. You want to get Corral thinking, hey, I don't give but a certain number of chances here. i got to go for it Mm -hmm. and get him out of his patience. 
because he's been great through three games about being patient, take what they give you, wait to take your big shot when they give it to you. They, If I'm Alabama, I want to see if I can test that. If Matt Corral finishes the game on Saturday still with zero interceptions, almost wins the football game. Yeah, I think so. I think that's I think if Ole Miss doesn't turn it over, they they, 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 win. W- they win the game. Alabama's counting on producing two or three turnovers. Yeah. So first thoughts there, Alabama and Ole Miss. Well, like the eight thoughts will continue as the week goes on. Neil? I'll be talking to Chance Campbell a little bit later today. Our uh, weekly visit with the Ole Miss linebacker is brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. They're stylist hand-select pieces from top designers, from work to lifestyle to nightlife. There's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey True Grit, and more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. And while you're in Jackson, stop by 1685 High Street. Go see our buddy Joey Erickson at Heron Gear Chevrolet. Let him help you find the vehicle you're looking for at a price you can afford. Choose from a full selection of new Chevy vehicles or get a great deal on numerous brands of reliable pre-owned vehicles. Give him a call or text on his cell, 662-571-2367. Or like I said, 1685 High Street in Jackson. So back tomorrow with another show. Hope all of you have a wonderful day. Lane Kiffin speaking today at noon, I assume. And we will uh, have a reaction to that and plentyrebelgrove.com as well. So have a good day. Talk to you tomorrow.